All praises be to the Most High, Ahaya, which is I am in the ancient Phoenician Hebrew. We got Brother Corey here and Brother Sid here. And today we're going to go into a profound lesson. Um, this lesson is going to be called the African Deception. What you're going to learn today is um, there has been a one of the biggest conspiracies in the history of the world. Is that the Negroes that went into captivity on slave ships are Africans or African Americans. You're going to find out today um, the missing pieces. You're going to find out where the truth lies. You're going to find out that for those of us who are claiming to be Africans, the African Americans, the Negroes, you are actually moving away from your culture and heritage. I want you to ask yourself a question. Why is it? That every nation would readily accept you calling yourself an African. Have you ever noticed that you never get pushback when you claim you're an African from anybody? You're going to find out today that if you claim to be an Israelite, there's much pushback. Why is that? Why is that? Because you're going to find out there's responsibility bestowed upon the children of Israel. We're going to go into it today. We're going to start at Hosea 4 and 6. Hosea 4 verse 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Read that again, brother. <clears throat> My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So he's talking about his people. What people is that? We're going to show you. Because the Bible is a book of a nation. This is not a religious book. This is a book, a history book of the Israelites. Christ was an Israelite from the tribe of Judah. King David was an Israelite. Solomon, Saul, these were Israelites. Moses, Aaron, these were all Israelites. This is not a religion. So what we're going to go into is the history. Read that again, brother. Hosea 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Right. So we perish for a lack of knowledge. And you're going to find out the, the lack of knowledge that we have is the knowledge of self. And because we reject this understanding, the Most High have made us um, the destitute. He have taken the responsibility of being in charge of this word from him because we've forgotten his law. Read that one more time, brother. Hosea 4 and 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Now, lack of knowledge. That would mean we're lost. That would mean we have no identity of our own. We have no customs of our own. We have no land of our own. All people have these things except for us. You're going to find out that there was a collusion between nations in order to shut us out. We're going to go to Exodus 6 and 13 to prove to you who my people is. We're going to Exodus chapter 6, verse 13. <clears throat> Exodus 6 and 13. And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, and gave them a charge unto the children of Israel, and unto Pharaoh king of Egypt, to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Read that again. And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, and gave them a charge unto the children of Israel and unto Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. So this Bible is the history book of the children of Israel, the same people that were enslaved to the Egyptians, 
The same people that crossed the Red Sea. You're going to find out today that those are the so-called Negroes, the so-called African-Americans. They've given us many names. You're going to find out today that the Most High named us the children of Israel. You're going to find out today what was the reason behind them miseducating us. Because you're going to find out that you're miseducated on the fact because that's how they would, they, they rather have it that way. You're going to find that out today. We're going to go to Deuteronomy 7 and 6 to show you why we fell. I asked, you know, African um, people who are dealing with Africanism or Egyptology, if we were such a great people, how did we fall? And they always draw a blank there. You know, you can find any black person on the street and they'll tell you, we used to be great people. We used to be in charge. We used to be kings. Okay, well, that's true. But how did we fall? If a nation that's so great, how did we fall? We're going to read Deuteronomy 7 and 6. <clears throat> Deuteronomy 7 verse 6. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. Read that again. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. That means holy means special. That means set apart. So we are special to the Most High. Read. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself. Above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Read that again, brother. <clears throat> For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself. Above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Above all people that are on the face of the earth. So to whom much is given, much is required. That's what this is saying. And now you have to understand with being God's special people unto himself comes envy. See? So you may wonder why is this information hidden from you? Read that again, brother. <clears throat> Verse 6. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. All right. So the Most High told us if we followed his laws, he would put us above all people. Now, if you don't follow the laws, you'll be underneath all people. So it's clear to see that we did not follow the Most High God's laws. And this is the reason why we must, as Israelites, come back to the book. Because if we come back to the book, we can be liberated. We can be freed. We can have rulership and dominion. One thing that have escaped us for centuries. Read that one more time, brother. Deuteronomy 7 and 6. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself. Above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Now, why would a Gentile, why would somebody outside of the children of Israel come to you and tell you that you're God's chosen people? It's never going to happen on a, on a high degree, meaning on a mass level in these universities or schools. Uh, you're never going to hear this information. And this is the reason why. They want you to believe that, you know, God made everybody the same. Everybody's equal. And it's simply not the truth. Now, if you are the... Uh, if you if your forefather was a slave, then you already understand that all people aren't created equally because no other nation of people have went into captivity. None. So clearly, every man is not treated the same. Now, with this being, you know, with this being so, this is Deuteronomy. This is the Torah. This is the Torah. In the Torah, it says that we're the chosen people. Now, envy come with that. Just sit back and. Take yourself outside of the situation and see if you can understand why people would want to keep this information from us. We're going to go to Deuteronomy 10 and 15. Deuteronomy 10 and 15. 
One second. <clears throat> Deuteronomy 10 verse 15. Only the Lord hath a delight in thy fathers to love them, and he choose their seed after them, even you above all people, as it is this day. Read that again, brother. Only the Lord had a delight in thy fathers to love them, and he choose their seed after them. Even you above all people as it is this day. So the most high delighted in our forefathers. Who is that? That's Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Judah. Those are our forefathers. Now he said he delighted in our forefathers and he chose their seed after them to prove to you that this is a bloodline. This is not a religion. Okay. So if you examine this particular scripture, he said he delighted in our fathers. Why did he delight in our fathers? Because our fathers were the only nation in the world to follow the Most High's laws. Everybody else did something different. So he chose our forefathers and their seed after them, which is you, which is me, which is us. Read that again, brother. Deuteronomy 10 and 15. Only the Lord had a delight in thy fathers to love them, and he chose their seed after them. Even you above all people as it is this day. See, now if you want to change lives, you go into your ghettos and you tell these people that, listen, you're the most high. You're the most high's chosen people. If you care about black lives mattering and you care about black on black crime, you go to these people and you give them their heritage. Because with having that heritage comes customs, comes uh, love, comes wanting to follow the most high. That's one thing have changed for me was if once I knew I was the pe person in the book, I knew that these laws were for me. I knew that I was in particular somebody who had to follow these laws. So it's very important that God that that God's people come back to the most high. It's very important that we go to these people and wake them up out of their slumber. See, a lot of our people think, you know, God don't love us. How can we go into captivity? How can we poor? Why are we sick? And the case is just simply not the truth. The Most High love us and he will put us above all people. The only way for that to happen is we have to come back to his laws, statutes and commandments. Just like your father or your mother. You're not going to do what you want to do and then expect them to reward you. See? And the Most High is our father. So we need to act in that same manner. I know most of us, we, you know, we're old, we're adults. But think about your mother and your father when they tell you to do something. And what happens when you don't listen? See, we're going to go into it today because to whom much is given, much is required. We're going to go to Psalms 147 because he said he chose our fathers. And we're going to show you why he chose our forefathers above all people. When we go to Psalms chapter 147, verse 19 and 20. <clears throat> Psalms 147. Verse 19, he showed his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. Now, Jacob in the Bible is Israel. It's the same person. Jacob's name which changed to Israel after he wrestled with an angel. Read that again, brother. Verse 19, he showed his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. He hath not dealt so with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. Read 20 again, brother. He hath not dealt so with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. So he showed Jacob, our forefathers, the law. Moses, he gave Moses the Ten Commandments. Moses was an Israelite. 
He didn't give the Ten Commandments to the Asians. He didn't give the Ten Commandments to the Africans. He didn't give the Ten Commandments to the Edomites or the Caucasian man. He gave the Israelites his commandments. Read that again, brother, 19 and 20. <clears throat> Psalms 147, verse 19. He showed his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. He hath not dealt so with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. To prove to you why he said he chose our forefathers. He chose our forefathers because we were the ones that were following that would follow the law. And we should not only follow the law, but teach the world. Because he's he's saying right here, he haven't dealt with any other nation, meaning no other nation have this law. They're not morally uh they're morally inferior. You know, the way they uh the way they're treating each other, the laws that they're following, you know, a lot of the Gentiles will sleep with whoever they want to, they will celebrate whatever day they want to, they will eat whatever they want to, do as thou wilt. Israel is not like that. We are people of law. We don't like to be lawless. We love to follow law. Now we're gonna prove to you the reason why the most high took us down. We're gonna go to Deuteronomy thirty two and sixteen and seventeen. Deuteronomy chapter 32, 16. <clears throat> Deuteronomy 32, verse 16. They provoked him to jealous with strange gods. With abominations provoked they him to anger. So Israel made the Most High angry and jealous through worshiping other gods. Read that scripture again, brother. Verse 16. They provoked him to jealousy with strange gods. With abominations provoke they him to anger. So we provoke the Most High. Now just imagine if you have a child and your child gives all due respect to somebody else's father or to somebody else's parents more so than his own. Imagine how that would make your father or mother feel. Read that scripture again, brother. Deuteronomy 32 and 16. They provoke him to jealousy with strange gods. With abominations provoke they him to to anger. So the same God, the most high God that told us he would put us above the world, put us over all people. If we kept his laws, we decided not to follow him. We decided to follow another God, even though this God said he would put us over the world. We decided to follow others. Read, brother. Verse 17. They sacrifice unto devils, not to God. Read that again. They, they sacrifice unto devils, not to God, to gods whom they knew not to new gods. They came newly up, whom your fathers feared not. Right. So we started sacrificing the devils. We started celebrating holidays. We started um, dealing in fornication. We started doing all these things and started to deal with the God whom our forefathers feared not. Because why? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob feared the most high God of the Bible. It says to, to gods whom they knew not, to new, to, to new gods that knew, came newly up. So these guys, these lowercase g's, these idols are new. These, this is not the most high. The most high created all of those gods, all of those idols. He created everything you see. And this is the reason why we fell as a people. And I always go to Egyptologists and Africanists and those people, the Moors and all of those people who claim that we are African or something other than the children of Israel or black. And I ask them, why did we fall? Read it again, brother, from the top. Verse 17. 16, please. Deuteronomy 32 and 16. They provoked him to jealousy with strange gods. With abominations provoked they him to anger. They sacrificed him to devils, not to God. To gods whom they knew not. To new gods that came newly up, 
whom your fathers feared not. To prove to you this is the reason why we were taken down and thrown into captivity. This is the reason. To whom much is given, much is required. And we're going to prove to you that that captivity was written in scripture. You're not going to be able to tell us that something so significant. Something something so significant such as captivity is not written of in the Bible. How so? We're going to prove it to you. We're going to go to Deuteronomy 28 and 15. Deuteronomy 28 verse 15. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall be upon thee and overtake thee. All right. So he said that if we didn't follow the Most High, these we would be cursed. Read that again, brother. <clears throat> but it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee. And overtake thee. Right. So if we break, if we don't listen, hearken means listen. If we don't listen to the voice of the Most High God and observe all His commandments, that we should be cursed. And now we're going to go into some of those curses because He said if we followed Him, we would be above all people. He also said if we don't follow Him, we would be cursed. And we're going to go into some of those curses. We're going to go to Deuteronomy 28. We're going to read verse 48 and verse 49. Deuteronomy 28 and 48. Therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in one of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. So this is one of the curses that we would serve our enemies. That's captivity. He should send them in hunger and thirst and nakedness, which means they would have nothing. They would steal land. They would make money off of that. They would steal people. They would make uh, slavery profitable. They would put a, a yoke of iron on your neck. That's what happens when you're a slave. Read that again, brother. Deuteronomy 28 and 48. Therefore shalt thou serve thy enemies, which the Lord send against thee, in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in one of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from afar. Now the Most High is going to tell you which enemies we would serve. Read 49 again, brother. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from afar, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flieth, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. As swift as the eagle flieth. Now, we understand, those of us um, who know history, especially military men, we understand that the eagle represents Rome. The Romans, the Roman eagle, the Russian eagle, the American eagle. It's a symbol of the Edomites. See, because you can't change. You can change your name. You can change all of those things, but they never change the moniker till this day. Read it. Read script, uh, 49 again, brother. Verse 49. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from afar, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flieth. A nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. Do America use the eagle? Of course. So the Most High not only told us that he would send an enemy, he told us which enemy he would send. The Edomites or the Caucasian man is represented by the eagle. When you go to your post office, you see the eagle on the side of the trucks. You see the eagle on your military uniforms. 
Also, there was a, uh, a coined phrase when we um, went to went to uh, so-called the moon. And that phrase that was coined was the eagle has landed to prove to you that the Bible is true. How could the Bible know in the Torah mm-hmm. that he would send the eagle, the Romans? And they're still the Romans today, still hiding behind that moniker. They've changed their names because why? Because the Romans... If we knew you were Romans, then that would be alarming. That would give you cause to pause because we know with the Romans come murder, come slavery, destitute, and and them destroying, and sickness come with them. So they had to change their identity in order to continue to get the world under uh, a one world order. Read that scripture again, brother. Deuteronomy 28 and 49. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from afar, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flieth. A nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. Now, did we understand the Caucasian man when they came over? Absolutely not. We were speaking a different dialect, a different language. They taught us English. We weren't speaking English. We spoke Hebrew. That's what we were speaking. We weren't speaking English. English is a new, uh, a new, uh, it's a new dialect. It's one of the newer dialects. So he's telling you he's going to send the eagle and they're going to speak a different language. And that's what happened. Now, we're going to go to verse 64 through 66. In the same chapter, Deuteronomy 28, verse 64 through 66. Deuteronomy 28 and 64. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people from one end of the earth, even unto the other. Now, the Most High said he would scatter us. That scattering is referred to in history as the transatlantic slave trade. We went into the West Indies. We went into Europe. We went into the Americas. We were scattered amongst all people. Read that again, brother. Verse 64. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people from the one end of the earth, even unto the other. And there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. To prove to you that our forefathers did not serve any other god outside of the God of the Bible. Now, when once we were scattered... We would serve other gods. That wood stands for the cross in Christianity. Because Moses wasn't a Christian. Neither was David. Neither were the disciples. Neither was Christ. They weren't Christians. They were Israelites. Christians is a term that was put on Israelites. The Israelites who believed in Christ. See? So just because you're an Israelite don't mean that you believe in Christ. So they had to label the Israelites or the Jews who believed in Christ because every black man or black woman doesn't believe in Christ. The Christians believe in Christ. So that wood was for Christianity and that stone was the Kaaba stone for uh, Islam. They're bowing down to a rock. The Mosai said once we are destroyed and scattered amongst all people, we would have what you call a freedom of religion. Now our people, people of color are packing the Christian church and packing Islam right now to this day. Read Verse 65, and among these nations shalt thou find no ease, neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest, but the Lord shall give thee there a trembling heart, and failing of eyes, and sorrow of mind. So the Mosai said, once we go into captivity, uh, we'll have no rest. Uh, our feet will have no rest. We, won't ha- we, we will always have to work by the sweat of our brow. We would have a trembling heart, which means we would be scared for our life. We wouldn't know, you know, am I going to make it home? You know, the police is pulling me over. I see them killing unarmed, quote unquote, black men on TV. And then they get, do they get jail time? No, they get paid leave. See, 
We've been swung on trees. That was us. The most. This was part of the curse. If you don't follow the Most High, read read sixty five again, brother. Deuteronomy twenty eight and sixty five. And among these nations shalt thou find no ease. Neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest. But the Lord shall give thee there a trembling heart and failing of eyes and sorrow of mind. So not only have we been defeated physically, we've been defeated mentally. We think that we ain't good for nothing. We think we ain't good for nothing other than to rap, sing, or run a football, shoot a basketball. Sorrow of mind. Most of our people don't even want to fight anymore. You know, they, you know, a lot of our forefathers, they did, you know, they did a lot of work during the uh, 60s, uh, the civil rights era. And now, you know, they're pretty much defeated. They're tired. They think nothing ain't going to, you know, nothing will change. You know, matter of fact, I've had people I know, older men tell me, don't try to change the world, man. People been trying to do this forever. Malcolm tried to do it. Martin Luther King tried to do it, you know. You can't change this. This is going to forever go on. We are we are meant to be a servant. Read, brother. Verse 66. And thy life shall hang in doubt before thee, and thou shalt fear day and night, and shall have none assurance of thy life. Right. So wh- whose life hang in doubt more so than us? Who's being murdered on TV more so than us? They have put us in gangs, forced us to think each other are the enemy. Now we're carrying guns. We know that the police is after us. Every time we look up and see, you know, red and blue lights in our rear view, our heart starts pounding. Even when you have a license, even when your information is straight. I don't think I'm sure that other nations don't go through that. Read that scripture again, brother. Verse 66. And thy life shall hang in doubt before thee and thou shalt fear day and night. And shall have none assurance of thy life. They're throwing us in jail. They're throwing us in prison. And then they make legal the things that they threw us in. They, they, that they incarcerated us for. They came up with. Um, uh, they came up um, with the drug game. They pushed that in our neighborhoods. In order to tear us down. Get us hooked. They, they, they coined a phrase. It was the. Uh, it was the war on drugs. Right. So you want to know why they're putting drugs in our communities? You know, the older gentlemen, the brothers that, you know, uh, 40 and up, a lot of them know when the drugs were put into our communities. The crack in the late 80s, early 90s, the heroin. How did that get into our neighborhoods? Why wasn't that in suburbia? Why did that, why did that some way, somehow always find its way to the slaves? You're going to find out that this was, this was, uh, this was planned. All of this was planned in order to keep your identity from you. So today we're going into the missing pieces of black history because black history didn't start with slavery. That's what they teach us here. When you a slave, you have, you know, you have no say so on what you're being taught. They teach you. And now just imagine if you were in position to teach your enemy. Are you going to teach your enemy the information to overthrow you? Of course not. See, so th- even the fact that we're learning from the heathen is a curse. We're going to go to verse 68, Deuteronomy 28 and 68. Remember the Most High said he would send the eagle to us and put us in captivity and servitude. We're going to read verse 68. Deuteronomy 28, verse 68. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. With what? With ships. So the Most High would, would send us into Egypt again. <clears throat> With ships by the way wherefore I spake unto thee, 
thou shalt see it no more again. And there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bond men and bond women. So we would be we would go into captivity with ships this time, and we would be sold to your enemies. See? Sold to Mr. Jefferson in Rhode Island. Sold to Mr. Johnson in Roanoke. Sold to Mr. Barnes in Virginia. Right? See, this was prophesied. Now, I know a lot of you are going to get hung up on that word Egypt. So we're going to break it down through precepts to prove to you that that word Egypt is not speaking on the place. That word Egypt is synonymous with bondage. And you're going to find out why. Because the first captivity in history was the Israelites being in bondage to the Africans, the Egyptians, when we were freed from Egypt coming through the Red Sea. So we're going to prove that. Read 68 again, brother. Verse 68. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt Egypt again with ships. With ships. That's cargo slave ships. There is no other nationality of people who have went into cargo slave ships in the, in the belly of a ship. This was prophesied that our people would go into captivity with ships. Now, we're going to prove to you that that word Egypt is not talking about the place. It's talking about spiritually the house of bondage. We're going to go to Exodus 20 and 2 to prove that to you. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 2. Exodus 20 verse 2. I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Out of the what? House of bondage. Out of the what? House of bondage. Egypt is synonymous with the house of bondage. America is a house of bondage. It, that means home of slavery. See? So what the Most High was saying is you're going to go into the house of bondage again, this time with ships. It's only been one nationality of people who've served in this earth. And that's us. This is not the first time. We've been in captivity four times. This is not the first, but it is the last. Read verse two again, brother. Verse two. I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Out of the house of bondage. So Egypt is synonymous with bondage. Now we're going to jump back because we needed you to see that when it says you'll go into Egypt again with ships, it's not talking about the geographical location. And we're going to prove that to you. We're going to go to Deuteronomy 28 and 68. And this time we're going to read house of bondage instead of Egypt. Deuteronomy 28 verse 68. And the Lord shall bring thee again into the house of bondage. With ships, by the way wherefore I spake unto thee, thou shalt see it no more again, and there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bond men and bond women. No man shall buy you. So we would be sold into slavery, into captivity, and that where it says no man shall buy you, that's the old Quaker English. That word buy in the Hebrew means to redeem. No man shall redeem you but Christ. That's Christ's job. Notice every man that have tried to save our people have been murdered. Read 68 again, brother. <clears throat> and the Lord shall bring thee into the house of bondage with ships. By the way wherefore I spake unto thee, thou shalt see it no more again. And there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bond men and bond women. No man shall redeem you. So why don't they point this out in the Christian church? Hmm? When we are asking who we are, or why, you know, what have happened to us have happened. Why don't they go show us this? Why do they always take you to the Africans? It, nowhere in this Bible does it say they would go into cargo slave ships. The children of Israel would go into cargo slave ships. So 
if somebody has some history out there showing me that the Jewish people or the Israelis who are not the children of Israel, the Jewish people are not the Jews. If they've went into captivity, somebody please show me. Somebody please give us the date so we could research that. We want that. We need that actually. Because the true children of Israel would go into servitude with ships. Now I know there's still some people out there who uh, want to deny that that word Egypt means house of bondage. I know you want to hang up on that. I know you want to. But we're going to dispel that again going into further proof that it's not talking about a geographical location. We're going to go to Revelations 11 and 8 to prove to you for those thumpers out there who are held up on that word Egypt. You have to do your scholarly diligence and not just read what's there. You have to go into the history. Revelations 11 and 8. Revelations 11 verse 8. And their dead bodies shall lie in the streets of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom. Which what? Spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Right. It says spiritually Sodom and Egypt. See, so this is spiritually Egypt. And it says Sodom. Sodom. Why is it saying that? Because Sodom and Gomorrah was known for sodomy. It was known for homosexuality. Tell me what country. Tell me what country made it law, made legislation to say a man and a man can get married. A woman and a woman can get married. This is spiritually Sodom. It's not the actual place. It's spiritually Egypt. Why? What's the synonyms to Egypt? Slavery. Are people going into captivity? It says where our Lord was crucified because they hung Christ on a cross the same way they swung us off trees. See? They swung us off trees here in America to... to uh, to demoralize our people and to throw that in the Most High's face to say the same way we did your son Christ we're going to do your people kill with a tree read that again brother Revelations 11 and 8 and their dead bodies shall lie in the streets of the great city which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt where also our Lord was crucified now where are we being killed more so than America every day by police by ourselves by different gangs right by vaccinations, through war. Who, where else are we being killed? To a high degree, like in America. We would go into slavery with ships. Into that place that was spiritually Sodom in Egypt. There is no way around that. We do want to put the truth out there and let it fall wherever it may. We're not going to debate you on that. That's what the scriptures say. We're going to go to Jeremiah 17 and 4. We're going into the Tanakh. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> Jeremiah 17, verse 4. And thou, even thy shalt, excuse me, and thou, even thyself shalt discontinue from thine heritage that I gave thee. And I will cause thee to serve thine enemies in the land which thou knowest not. For ye have kindled a fire in my anger, which shall burn forever. He said, we shall discontinue from our heritage. That means we would have no idea who we are. We would start labeling ourselves a color. Black. We would start labeling ourselves two different continents. African American. We would have no celebrations of our own. We would have no culture of our own. That was part of the curse. That he would take our heritage and culture from us. He would cause us to serve thine enemies. See, they keep trying to tell us that Africans sold Africans. No, we served our enemies in a land which we knew if not. Did we know America? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. 
Did we know America? Absolutely not. So we served our enemies. And you can't tell me that somebody that's going to knock you upside your head, kidnap you and make you work for hundreds of years for free as a friend. Okay. So the most I said we would serve our enemies in a land. We're not saying all white people was the enemy. That's not what we're saying. But this is null and void what this is saying. This is proven that we are the children of Israel. Because he would take our heritage from us. You go up to a black man in the streets and ask him, what's his nationality? And see what he said. He's going to give you, uh, you ask five different black men, I promise you, they'll give you five different answers. See, because we have lost our heritage. When you go to the Asians and you ask them, they all have the same singular answer. When you go to the Africans, even they know who they are. When you go to Russia and you ask those Caucasians, they all have the same answer. It's the Negroes who are claimed to be Africans, African-Americans, Negroes, so forth and so on. Read that scripture again, brother. Jeremiah 17 and 4. And thou, even thyself, shalt discontinue from thy heritage that I gave thee. And I will cause thee to serve thine enemies in the land which thou knowest not. That's proof that the children of Israel would serve enemies throughout captivity. So you just got to do the research on who went into captivity. Because if you just, let's say we're not the people, then who is? See, you can't tear something down if you don't have the understanding of who it is. Because the Bible says the children of Israel would go into captivity. So show us who went into captivity on ships that wasn't a Negro. Or the Jews, because that's who we are. We are the children of Israel from the tribe of Judah. Judah is the Jews. If Judah was the fourth son of Jacob, in order for you to be a Jew, you have to be a son of Judah. Being a Jew is not a religion. See? So uh, Jewish people are dealing with something different. They have stolen our identity. They have stolen our culture. And now they've called it Jewish. See? Ish is a suffix. If you're bluish, you're not blue. If you're babyish, you're acting like a baby. You're not a baby. See, they're acting as if they're us, but they're not. See, the proof is in the pudding. Now, this is not a race thing. Israel is in Africa. It's it's science that that geographical location, the people that live there or that started from there are people of color. And I don't understand what's wrong with that. Read that scripture again, brother. <clears throat> Jeremiah 17 and 4. And thou, even thyself, shalt discontinue from thy heritage that I gave thee. And I will cause thee to serve thine enemies in the land which thou knowest not. For ye have kindled a fire in mine anger, which shall burn forever. Alright, so we kindled a fire in the Mosai. And it, it would burn forever unless Christ came back to redeem us. See, that's why Christ came. Because we would forever be destitute and destroyed through the deluge. And we would never come to the understanding of our true Heritage, if it wasn't for Christ coming to die on the cross for our sins and us having this record, the Most High waking us up from our slumber. See, so who don't have an heritage? It's us. We have nothing for our own. See, now we're going to go to Psalms 49 and 11. Psalms chapter 49, verse 11. <clears throat> Psalms 49 and 11. Their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever and their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own name. So those people that he would send us into captivity against the eagle, they would call the lands after their own names. 
See, who's doing that? America Vespucci? Right? America? See? So he would send us into captivity under those same people who would rename the lands. See, so why would you be have to rename the lands? You would have to rename the lands because why? Because you're trying to hide the identification of a people. See? So now, if I live in America, I'm an American. When it's your geographical location don't denote your uh, nationality. If I move as a black man, move to China, am I Chinese now? No, absolutely not. See? So he was pointing out that he would use the eagle to to put us under the captivity. And it would be the same people who named their lands after their own names to show you that these lands were already named. They renamed them. Why would you need to rename a land? Because you stole it. That's why. See? So we're not here to blame a Caucasian man. It's actually our fault. That's what we're here to say. We went into captivity because Israel broke God's law. Had nothing to do with the white man. The Most High used the white man as a belt. You don't use, you don't scream at the belt that your father is using you to get you in order. Do you? Absolutely not. So we know there was no way that a white man or any other man could come take us down. 99 million of us throw us on slave ships and take us to another land. No way. We know that, you know, most Negroes are probably the strongest nation that there is. You take a Negro off the street and any other nation, you put them into a boxing ring. Who would you put your money on if it was yours? See? So it, there's no way that, a, you know, a Caucasian man can, can come and just, you know, outstrengthen us. There had to be intervention from God. The Most High God allowed this to happen. And that's what we got to see. It's time that you put your anger down and stop looking for a white man or any other man to blame and look in the mirror because the Most High said he would do this. It was prophesied. Read that scripture again, brother. <clears throat> Psalms 49 and 11. Their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever and their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. Right. See, so they would steal a land and then they would give it to their, their, to, to their children and their children would run it for all generations. See? We just wanted to prove to you that that eagle is the people who call the lands after their own names. Now we're going to go to, uh, we're going to stay in Psalms. We're going to go to Psalms 83 and we're going to read 4 through 8. Psalms chapter 83, we're going to read verse 4 through 8. Psalms 83 verse 4. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation. Now what you have to understand is. They couldn't have done this without all colluding together. All nations came together to say, let us take these people down. All nations. And you're going to find that out here. If, if, if all nations came together and said, let us, you know, cut the white people off or the Caucasians, the Edomites off from their history, they would be in bad shape. If you say, you know, what, well, let's go to the uh, Chinese and cut off their history. Everybody, you know, come against them. All nations. They would be in bad shape. And that's why we are in the condition that we are today. Because all nations colluded together or conspired together in order to take us down. Read that scripture again, brother. Verse 4. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. For they have consulted together with one consent. They are confederate against thee. Right. So they all came together with one ideology. They are confederate against us. That means they are all against us. Now, the Most High is going to start going. He's going to start, you know, he's going to put a magnifying glass on some of those people that are against us. Go ahead, brother. 
verse 6, the tabernacles of Edom and the Israelites now of Edom, Moab. Now, Edom is the Edomites or the white man, according to the Bible. Read. <clears throat> the tabernacles of Edom and the Ishmaelites of Moab. The Ishmaelites. Those are the Palestinians. See? Well, no. The Moab is the Palestinians. Excuse me. The Ishmaelites are the Arabs. Ishmael. He was a son of Isaac. Right? He was a son of Abraham. Excuse me. Brother of Isaac. So you have the tabernacles of Edom, which is Esau or the Edomites, the white man. Then you have the Arabs. Read. <clears throat> the tabernacles of Edom and the Ishmaelites of Moab and the Hagarans. Now, when you say Moab, it's talking about the Palestinians. See? So now you have the Edomites, which is the white man. You have the Ishmaelites, which are the Arabs. Then you have the Palestinians. These people have all come against us. Read. <clears throat> Verse 7. Jebal and Ammon and Amalek, the Philistines... Which the inhabitants of Tyree. The Philistines. Who are the Philistines? Those are Africans. Mm -hmm. See? Those are Africans. See, so what, what, what transpired here is they all came together to enslave us. Do you think white people came on to the continent of Africa to get us? No. They, the other nations riled us up. And all the Edomites had to provide was the transportation. How do you think they got us to the ports? See? The Arabs and the Palestinians gathered us up and pushed us in that direction. And when we got there, there were ships waiting on us. All nations came against us, even the Philistines, which are the Africans. And you you know, you are you're trying to gravitate towards being somebody who enslaved you. Think about this. If Moses was Caucasian, how could he be second in command growing up in Pharaoh's house? And they not know. Because we all know that the Egyptians are people of color. They're black. They're Africans. Now Moses was put on a river and he was raised as an Egyptian. How could that happen if he was white? Doesn't make any sense. Read verse 8, brother. Verse 8. Aser also is joined with them. They have hope in the children of Lot. The, Silah. the, ch the children of Lot are the Middle Easterns. See, as we were trying to run from Judea, these bordering countries, um, which is, you know, the Palestinians and the Jordanians, they all put up borders to not allow us to run into the countries to hide. They scoped out an avenue and forced us to go that way. See? And then the Edomites came in to get us. So all nations came together in order to take us down. They'll never teach you this in the Christian church. All nations. The same way when you, as a black man or a black woman... You know, a, a Negro, a Jew, an Israelite. As you come out into your neighborhood, into these ghettos, you look one place, you got a liquor store. That's owned by an Asian. Then you look the other place, you got uh, you got um, you got petrol stations. That's that's owned by a Palestinian or an Arab, right? Then you got the 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 Chinese food spot, which is the Chinese. So everybody is in on this. They're all making money off you. Where's your business at? See, when you look around, all those same people have come here now to continue to make money off us. Because why? Servitude is profitable. See? So it said Edom, the Ishmaelites, Moab, Ammon, Amalek, which is the Jewish people. Amalek today is the Jewish people. That's who they are. Their blood goes back to Amalek and the Philistines. We just, we already said those are Africans. 
So I don't have a problem with an African. I actually don't have a problem with any Gentile. I don't have any problem with a Gentile. And it's, it, it's, it'd be bewildering to me that, you know, we can't gravitate to who we are without tearing somebody down. See, we're not tearing anybody down or de- degrading them by, you know, by announcing who we are, by, gravi- by gravitating to our history and our culture. Can we do that? Is that is that racist when a, when an Asian says they're Asian or when the Romans say, you know, they're Julius Caesar? Is that racist? No, it's not. It's only when we become something special or realize that we are chosen. See, so if you're if you're claiming to be an African, notice how you never get pushback from that. Nobody. Everybody will let you call yourself that because why? If you call yourself an African, then you're definitely not the Israelites, which means you're not going to rule the world. So they would rather you call yourself African. They would rather you call yourself black. They would rather you call yourself anything else, but you better not call yourself an Israelite. Why? Because riches and rulership come with being Israel. We're going to go to um, Romans 11 and 2 to prove to you why would they do this? Why would they do this? Why would they all come together against us? We're going to go to Romans chapter 11 and verse 2. Romans 11, verse 2. God hath not cast away his people which he foreknew. Wot ye not what the scripture said of Elias, how he marked intercession to God against Israel, saying... Alright, one second. Excuse me, um, wrong scripture. We're going to Romans 11 and 12. Romans 11, verse 12. Now if, they fa- now if the fall of them be the riches of the world, and the diminishing of them the riches of Gentiles, how much more their fullness. Read that again, brother. <clears throat> Verse 12. Now if the fall of them be the riches of the world. So through our fall, all nations got rich. Now you wonder why they'll never tell you this? Because through our fall, they got rich. See, we ruled. We were superior. And through us, fa- us falling... All nations got rich and they're still getting rich off us. All the gold that's being traded on the stock today came from the Solomon's temple. That was us. That was our people. All the riches was ours. Read that again, brother. Verse 12. Now, if the fall of them be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them, the riches of Gentiles, how much more their fullness. Right. So by us being taken down and made low, everybody got rich off slave labor. They made a stock exchange, a stock market off the human stock. All nations were able to take us down, right? Because why? Because you got us, our people thinking that they, you know, they're Ishmaelites or they should be dealing with Islam. You're buying kufis, you're buying prayer rugs, right? You're doing yoga, you're paying for the classes, you're getting the mats. See, all this is the money that they're making off us not understanding who we are. Us celebrating holidays, Right? If we knew who we were, we wouldn't celebrate these days, right? Read that again, brother. <clears throat> Romans 11 and 12. Now, if the fall of them be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them, the riches of Gentiles, how much more their fullness? Right. So if we come back to the most high and the Gentiles got rich off of us, what if we come back? How much more would we have? See, how much more than the Gentiles will God's chosen people get? So we needed to show you why they all came together, because it says through the fall of Israel, the riches of the world went to the Gentiles through our fall. And you wonder why nobody going to come into your neighborhood and tell you who you are? 
No, we're going to give you freedom of religion. That's what we're going to do. We're not going to tell you anything because we want to continue to rule. The only way they can continue to rule is by having a blindfold on the Israelites. That's the only way. We're going to go on to, um, we're going to move to Revelations 2 and 9. Revelations 2 verse 9. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. The blasphemy of what? Them that say they are Jews and are not. But are the synagogue of Satan. Now, you know this isn't talking about our people because our people ain't claiming to be Jews. Our people are claiming to be Africans. We claim to be African Americans. We claim them to be Negroes. So the Jewish people who, who, who um, worship in synagogues, that's why the Most High said the synagogue of Satan. Because in those synagogues, they're worshiping Satan. Every time you speak to a Jewish, uh, Jewish person, they're degrading Christ. They're speaking disrespectfully on him. They're questioning the Bible. Why would you be questioning the greatest Jew if you were a Jew? See? So, once again, they have infiltrated, stolen our identity and taught the world unrighteousness. Why would Jews not believe in the greatest Jew? Doesn't make any sense. Read that scripture again, brother. Revelations 2 and 9. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. So we're living in ghettos. You look up that word ghetto in your dictionary. It says a housing quarter for Jews. Mm-hmm. So Jews live in the ghetto. We poor. We in tribulation. But we're rich spiritually. Don't let this, you know, don't let this world trick you into thinking, you know, your righteousness is, con- is, is uh, connected to your bank account. The Most High saying, He know our works. We are the meek. We are the humble. The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. And we definitely been last for a long time. So it's going to be a paradigm shift through us sleeping and being in slavery, not allowed to read. Somebody stole our identity and moved into our country in 1949 after World War II and the so-called Holocaust. See? And that was two Edomites fighting against themselves. And they did that in order to not speak about the real Holocaust. 99 million Jews going into captivity. So they hurt themselves. So I don't want to hear about the Holocaust. When we went into captivity, it was another it was another nation serving another nation. Not the same nation fighting each other. It have never happened in the history of the world for all of one nation to serve another people. You've never seen white people serving Asians. You never seen Asians serving black people. You never seen white people serving Asians. If they've had indentured service of their own people, that's something different. But the fact that he took our entire race of people and put them underneath of them proves that we the people of God. See? So while you thinking we can't be God's people, we went into captivity. The captivity is the reason we are God's people. See? So you you got to change the color of your glasses. Take that same picture and put a different frame on it. See, we did go into captivity and we are poor right now and destitute. But that's the proof that we're the Jews. The Bible says that we would be on the bottom. The Jewish people aren't on the bottom. They own all the banks. They own every bank. They own all of the um, the uh, networking conglomerates like CB, uh, CBS and Fox and all of those. They're owned by Jewish people. See, so they're not on the bottom. The Most High said he know our poverty. Read that again, brother. 
verse 9. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Right. The blasphemy of them who say they are Jews. Jewish. See, you're not a Jew. You wish you were a Jew. See? Blackish. That means you're not black. Bluish. That means you're not blue. See? So they're telling you themselves that they're not Jews. Find that word Jewish in the Bible because it's not there. Find that word Israeli in the Bible because it's not there. We aren't Jewish. We are Jews. We are Israelites. See? That's who we are. We're not Israelis. We're, we're dealing strictly with biblical terms. The word Jewish is nowhere in the Bible. And to prove to you that those are the people who are um, worshiping in the synagogue is who? That's the Jewish people. It says synagogue of Satan. What are they doing in those synagogues? You try to go up in there and see what happened. You and your homies, right? Because why? You can come into a, a Baptist church any day. Anybody can come in there. But you think that you as a black man, you and your homies, you're going to go up into the synagogue on a Saturday and see what happened. Try it out. See how that turns out for you. Right? So we have to we have to nail this point home. That the Jews would be in tribulation and would be poverty. They wouldn't be rich. See? Who's been through more tribulation and poverty than us? We're not just in poverty in America. You go to the West Indies, those are our people. They are the low. Over there in Jamaica, they are the low. Right? Our brothers over there in Brazil, they are the low. These are all the children of Israel. Today, we're just strictly dealing with the Jews. But there's 11 other tribes of Israelites, and we can name them all. They're predominantly the Negroes, the Natives, and the Hispanics. Predominantly, that is who the children of Israel is today. And the, the whole reasoning behind the Bible is to bring those people back to the Most High. A lot of us wonder why are we so low? Why does it seem like everybody else prospers but us? Why does it seem like we get a harsher punishment than all people? And you're going to find out today it wasn't a figment of your imagination. You do get a harsher punishment because of who you are. Now, once you find out that you're an Israelite, the thing is, you should start acting like royalty, right? If I found out my daddy had a uh, throne somewhere for me, and I could become king tomorrow. I, there's a lot of things that I'm going to change right away. Number one, the way I eat, the way I dress, the way I treat people. Because why? You're royalty. Royalty don't eat McDonald's. <laughs> See? And they know that with you realizing you're royalty, there would come a change in your behavior. And if you change your behavior to follow the Most High, then now the Most High will accept us back and they wouldn't be able to touch us. The only way they can take us down is through our disobedience to the Most High. Read that scripture one more time, brother. Revelations 2 verse 9. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. So when you get a chance and you, you know, you can even go online and look. Do the Jewish people believe in Christ? You'll find all types of videos and vlogs and blogs and articles of them saying they don't, they don't respect the Most High. They don't even look at the Bible as a true book. The exodus was not real. Why would these people be doing this? See, it always confused me that, you know, as a young man, I knew that the Jewish people didn't believe in Christ, but I never understood. Because I'm like, if they're Jews, then why wouldn't they believe in Christ? 
it never made sense, and now it does. Because when you, when the Most High wake you up from your nap, and he start putting those pieces of your so-called Black history together, it all makes sense. Black history is every day. I read, we read our Bibles every day. They given it hurts me to my heart every time I see a February and they're calling it um, Black History Month, right? First of all, it's the shortest month in the year. <laughs> think that was you think that was by accident? They tell you what the cotton gin, Eli Whitney, the peanut, right? That's that's what they want us to believe that you know we created, which we created those things also, including the American flag that was designed by a black woman by a Jew, right? I don't want to get I don't want to get too far off the park, but I just wanted to prove to you that the most high know who we are. And it's the biggest uh, it's one of the biggest conspiracies in history is that those who went into captivity and slavery are African Americans. And it have flipped this entire world upside down because why? Because the Jews aren't in their rightful position. Now we're going to move on and go to Romans we're going to go to Romans 9 and 26. We want to see what Paul is dealing with. <clears throat> Romans 9 and 26. This is the New Testament because I know a lot of Christians don't even deal with the Old Testament. This is New Testament. Romans 9 verse 26. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. It in the Most High said in that same land where we were called Africans, we were called African Americans, we were called Negroes, we were called all these names, that they would come to us and say, You are the children of the living God, the children of Israel, the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Read that again, brother. Verse 26. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there shall they be called the children of of the living God. Right. So, you know, not that we need you to come tell us who we are, but the Most High would start waking us up and not just us. He would start waking Gentiles up to see even Jewish people to see this is not us. We don't fit any of these prophecies. This isn't the. This is us. We are somebody and our history lines up right here in the Bible. Now, I know, you know, we're jumping around. We have a ton of scriptures and that's because we have to nail this point home. Because it says, you know, uh, the same place where we were, uh, where it was said, we are not his people. I've had people, you know, message us online and say, you know, uh, we're not the children of Israel. Uh, we're just stealing other people's culture. Uh, call us all types of names. See, we didn't get none of that when we were claiming to be African. <laughs> See, I had a brother come up to me and ask me, do you have, do you have, uh, do you have, circumstantial proof that you are the children of Israel? I said, why don't you start with the people who's claiming to be Israelites? Why are you coming to me about that? Of course I do have the proof, but when did you ever ask the Jewish people that? Do you have conclusive proof that you are the people? You never asked them that though, did you? See, it's only when it comes to us claiming to be something or somebody. Then all of a sudden you need all this proof. So since you need that proof, we're going to give it to you today. Read that scripture again, brother. Romans 9 and 26. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. All right. Now, we're going to go into Luke 21 and 20 because a lot of people want to know, you know, how did we... Okay, we know that the slave ships came from Africa. How did we get into Africa? So we're going to go into that today. How did we get into Africa? Because just because you live in Africa... 
don't make you an African. For instance, just because you live in America don't make you an American. I see Korean people every day. Are they Americans now because they live here? Of course not. See? So the wrong people have started writing the history books and giving us the wrong histrionics. They have taught us that we are somebody else. And we're going to go into it. This is how we got into Africa. Uh, Luke 21 and 20 through 21. Luke 21 verse 20. And when ye shall see Jerusalem come past with armies, then know that the desolation therefore is not. So when you see Jerusalem come past with armies, that means when you see martial law in Jerusalem. And this happened in 70 AD. Once we started to see Romans just, you know, around all throughout our country. See, the first thing they do is they make a reason for them to be there the same way they're doing now through natural disaster. So, you know what? We need to send the National Guard out or because, you know, with relief from um, hurricanes. See, so however they get their army there, that's the beginning of them taking us down again. Read that scripture again, brother. Verse 20. And when you see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is not. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains. And let them which are in the midst of it depart out. And let not them that are in the countries enter therein. So Christ told us once we see um, military uh, presence to flee into the mountains. Those mountains are called what is today the Atlas Mountains that separate Africa and Europe. See? So Christ actually commanded us to run into Africa. See? Read that again, brother, from the top. Luke 21 and 20. And when ye shall see Jerusalem compass with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out. And let not them that are in the countries enter therein. So why would Christ be telling us to run into Africa? Because they're people of color also. See? So the Edomites or the Romans wouldn't be able to tell us apart to some degree by just looking at us, right? See, so he told us to flee into the area where we look the same, the same way Christ fled there during his birth, the same way Moses hid there. See, the same way Joseph was there and was second in command in Hotep. He's known as an Egyptian uh, in Egyptology, Egyptian history, the Hyksos period. Our people ruled there, too. The Israelites have forever been people of color. And it's racist for you to try to change that up. See, we're just dealing with truth. We're going to read verse 24. Luke 21 and 24. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Right. So it says we shall fall by the edge of the sword. That's known in scripture as the desolation of abomination. And that happened in 70 AD when the Romans sacked Jerusalem. It says Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles to prove to you that the people living in Jerusalem now are Gentiles. See? See? So you need to check that out. The Bible's telling you that the people that's in Jerusalem now are Gentiles. See? So we need to prove to you that we were... It's, read it again, brother. Verse 24. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword. And shall be led away captive into all nations. Now, who was led away captives? Who was that? <laughs> See, this is all throughout the Bible. Israel would be slaves. See, and that's a big part of our history. PTSD, post 
I had a sister tell me, you know, she called it. What did she say? She said it was post-traumatic slave syndrome. Right. (laughs) We're still dealing with the repercussions of that. The way we think, the way we feel. We've been programmed. Read that scripture again, brother. Verse 24. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Now, we have a couple history books here that we're going to go into. Um, we're going to go into the book, number one, uh, from Babylon to Timbuktu uh, by Rudolf R. Windsor. Um, and we, the reason we're going to go into this particular book, is so it's about four decades old. But when any of us who have written a book or have thought about writing a book, uh, you know this very well, that you must identify every well in which you get your water, which means... There have to be sources. You cannot just write a book. You know, you're, you know, unless it's fiction. You have to source your work. And that's why we use this particular book. This book has over a thousand sources in it. So not only does this book have the truth in it, but it shows where he got it from. See, so we're going into the uh, book from Babylon to Timbuktu and we're going to page 84. And we're just going to read an excerpt from that. In the year 65 BC, the Roman armies under General Pompey captured Jerusalem. In 70 AD, General Vespasian and his son Titus put an end to the Jewish state. So what year was this? 70 AD. We just told you in 70 AD that was the desolation of abominations. Now, in this book, it says the word Jewish, but we know, you know, that there's no such thing as the word Jewish. It simply means Jews. Go ahead, brother. During the period of the military governors of Palestine, many outrages and atrocities were committed against the residue of the people. During the period from Pompeii to Julius, it has been estimated that over one million Jews fled into Africa. So, one million Jews fled into Africa. See, this is how we got into Africa, 70 AD, when Vespasian and Titus sacked Jerusalem. Read. It says, fleeing from the Roman persecution and slavery. The slave markets were full of black Jewish slaves. The slave markets were full of what? Black Jewish slaves. So it's always been known that the Jews were black. See, the slave markets were filled with black Jew slaves. See that? That's secular history for those of us who, you know, who are thumpers and think the Bible can be manipulated and it's not enough. We're going to bring you biblical history. We're going to bring you extra biblical history. We're going to bring you secular history. Because we have done our due diligence and studied this on a scholarly level. This isn't just some black people trying to make a culture for themselves and grab on to something. Nah. Nah. If you're telling us that we aren't the children of Israel, please show us who is and give us the proof. Because we're not going to take your word from it. For, for it Just like we don't want you to take our word We're going to go into the scriptures and prove Without any shadow of a doubt who we are Now we're going to go um, to Matthew 24 and 4 We want to just give you that abstract To show you that there's history books out there That know that we were the Jews That we are the Jews And the Jews have always been people of color That book is called From Babylon to Timbuktu By Rudolf R. Windsor You can get that book you should check that out because that's that's proof that you would need. We're going to go to Matthew 24 and 4. 
<clears throat> Matthew 24, verse 4. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Take heed that no man deceive you. Mm-hmm. Read. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. See? So the Christians coming in Christ, Christ's name, the only group of people that have Christ in their name, would come and deceive you all. And tell us that the Jews were somebody else. <laughs> it wasn't us. We're Hamites. Or first they would tell us it doesn't matter who we are. If it doesn't matter who people are, then why are the Jewish people over there in the land? Why are you even calling them Jews then if it doesn't matter? See, so it only doesn't matter when we start to cleave to our heritage. Christ was telling us, people are going to come using my name to deceive you. That's what's going on here. The Roman Catholic Church. The, the mother of all whores, the Bible says. That means all churches come through the Catholic Church. And they are liars. They are thieves. They are deceivers. They are murderers. Read that scripture again, brother. <clears throat> Matthew 24, verse 4. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Now we're going to go into further proof to buffer our points that the, this Bible is a black book and the characters in the book are people of color. We're going to go to Acts 13 and 1. A lot of people, oh, excuse me, a lot of people don't even know that, um, you know, Luke actually wrote this record here. Um, and we're going to go into it. It's uh, Acts 13 and 1. <clears throat> Acts 13 verse 1. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger. Called what? Niger. Spell that. N-I-G-R-E-R. Read that again. N-I-G-E-R. Alright, so the prophets and teachers, the disciples, Barnabas and Simeon were called Niger or Niger. Or with, you know, the southern whites with their twang would say nigger. See? Nigger. See? So, you can call me that if you want to. That just proves that I'm the people in the Bible. See? It's evident that in the Old Testament and New Testament, the teachers of the book were people of color. Read that again, brother. Verse 1. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers. As Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger. Spell that. N-I-G-E-R. All right. See, so we wanted to prove to you that these are people of color. See? Further proof. We're going into Acts chapter 21 and 37. Acts, oh, excuse me. Acts 21 verse 37. Further proof that these are people of color. Acts 21 verse 37. And as Paul was to be led into the castle. This is Paul now. He said unto the chief captain, may I speak unto thee? Who said, canst thou speak Greek? So as he was, as Paul was being taken to jail, um, he was asking the captain or the leader, the commander, uh, you know, can I speak to you? And the commander responded, you speak Greek? Now, the thing about Paul is a lot of people know is Paul had the gift of tongues, which means he could understand languages and he could pick them up quickly. So he spoke many languages. Read, brother. Verse 38, art not thou that Egyptian which before these days made an uproar and led us out into the wilderness 4,000 men that were mothers? So this brother is saying, aren't you an Egyptian? 
Hold on now. We know that Egyptians are black. He's mistaken Paul for an Egyptian. <laughs> See? Further proof that the Israelites could be mistaken as Africans because they look similar. See? The children of Israel are not Caucasian people. They're not Asians. They're not Africans. See? Egyptian. See? Read that, read that again, brother. Verse 38. Art not thou that Egyptian which before these days made an uproar and led us out into the wilderness 4,000 men that were murderers? Read. But Paul said, I am a man which am a Jew. Read that again. I am a man which am a Jew. So hold on. He's a Jew being mistaken as an Egyptian. <laughs> Isn't that the proof that you're looking for? Or are you going to turn your are you going to turn a blind eye to that? Paul was an Israelite. He was a Jew. He just said so. But they thought he was an Egyptian to prove to you that's the same way Moses was raised in the Egyptian house because we look similar. See? Israelites have always been and will always forever be people of color. This brother mistaked him for an Egyptian. He said, listen, brother, I'm a Jew. Two different nationalities. You can't be an Egyptian and a Jew. Two separate families. What did Paul say, brother? He said, but Paul said, I am a man which am a Jew of Tarsus. So he's a Jew. Further proof that these are people of color. Now, we're not trying to harp on color. But we need to under we need to wake our people up to give them some type of understanding that you could be the people in the book. This is why they put up a white Christ because they wanted you not to be able to identify yourself. Now that I understand I'm the people in the book, it all makes sense now. It all makes sense now. I see how it's closely correlated. Before, when I thought Abraham when they when they showed us Abraham was white, they showed us Noah, he was white, right? They showed us David, he was white. They showed us Christ, he was white. Everybody was white. See, that's racism. Do you think, you know, being a slave, that they're going to teach you that you're God's people? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If I kidnap you, I'm going to tell you somebody else because I, I really don't want you to figure out who you are. And then you may find your way home. See? So this is all throughout the Bible if you really want to look for it. Our people have to wake up and come back to the Most High. We are the people contained of in the Bible. And we're going to be destitute and destroyed forever unless we come back to the book. Now, we're going to show you what, you know, why is it important that we uh, identify ourselves as the Israelites, as the Jews? How is it important? Because I hear people say all the time, it doesn't really matter. God loves everybody. And we're going we're gonna to see. How does God feel about it? We're going to Romans Chapter 3, verse 1, because this is why it matters who the Jew is. Romans 3 and 1. What advantage then hath the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? Now, we know that any, any of us who knows, you know, on a scholarly level, history, the Israelites or the Jews had a law of circumcision. The only law of all nations where you would, on the eighth day, cut off the foreskin of a man's privates. See? Read that again, brother. Verse 1. What advantage then hath the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? So you have two types of circumcision. You have the actual circumcision. Then you have circumcision of the heart. Which means you are set, set aside. You are cut off from the world. See? So when somebody's at, you know, with, uh, if somebody asks you, what does it matter that you're a Jew? This is the advantage. What's the advantage, brother? The advantage is that Prophet is there of circumcision. Mm-hmm. 
Read. Much every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. Read that from the top, brother. Verse 1 and 2. <clears throat> Verse 1. What advantage then hath the Jew, or what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. So it matters in every way, chiefly, highly, to a high degree it matters who who why it matters if we're the Jews. Because why? Because the Bible was given to the Israelites. The Bible was given to the Jews. Read that again, brother. <clears throat> Verse 1. What advantage then hath the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way, chiefly, because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. Read. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God so, without effect? So if you don't believe with the Israelites, does that matter? Read. <clears throat> Verse 4. God forbid. Yeah, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. So you can attack us all you want to. You can call us all types of names. Call us black. You, you can call us anything you want to call us, because it ain't going to change what the truth is. See, as a young man, and I'm sure most black men felt this way too, you know, as a six-year-old, seven-year-old, I couldn't understand how people could hate me because of the color of my skin. I was naivete and I thought that's what it was but come to find out it had nothing to do with my skin color because there's many people of color. It had everything to do with the blood that was running through my veins. The blood that was running through my forefathers and my brother's veins. See? They hate the fact that God have a favorite. Unless it's them. Because see, if if God chose them as a favorite, there'd be no problem. <laughs> see? It's a problem when it's us. So whether you believe or not, it don't matter. The most I said, every man is a liar, but he is true. So only thing that matters to us is that we find out who we are. From the outside, you claiming we're not, that's fine. That's fine because it's prophesied that you'll come back to us and say we are. See? So we're not dealing with emotion here. We're dealing with strictly facts from the Bible and outside of the Bible. Now we're going to move on to uh, excuse me, Matthew we're going to the gospel, Matthew 15 and 24. Matthew 15, verse 24. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. This is Christ's words. He said he's only he's sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, look, lost sheep. Who's lost? Israel, the people who don't know who they are. Remember, they said they would cut us off from knowing our history. Christ came for the lost sheep. That's us. Those who are wandering into all different ideologies, all different religions, calling ourselves all different names, calling ourselves bywords. We even call ourselves niggers now. See, that was prophesied that we would start calling ourselves bywords because we don't have an identity. See, read that scripture again, brother. Matthew 15 and 24. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So when Christ first came, he was only sent to the house of Israel. After his death, Gentiles were able to be grafted into our olive tree and, and receive salvation. But initially, Christ was sent to save his people. See? So it does matter. Christ is showing a difference. It does matter. So I know if you're coming from a Christian church, you know, they teach you, God love everybody the same. You know, there is no difference. Well, that's a lie. God does love everybody. That don't change who he chose, though. See, 
Now, we're going to move on to Hebrews 7 and 14 to prove to you that being a Jew is a bloodline. And it's not a religion like some would want you to believe. Hebrews 7 and 14. For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah. Read that again. For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah. Alright, so our Lord Christ sprang out of Judah. That's because Judah was a man. So y'all ask Jewish people, they don't even know who the first Jew was. The first Jew was Judah. I had a Jewish cat tell me weeks ago that Abraham was the first Jew. I'm like, brother, how could Abraham be the first Jew? <laughs> okay. When Abraham was the forefather of the Jews, he wasn't a Jew, brother. Judah was the first Jew, the fourth son of Jacob. See, he sprang out of Judah. That's a bloodline. Read that again, brother. Verse 14. For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah. Right. So Christ came from Judah. Read. Of which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood. And it says that Moses spake nothing of concerning priesthood because in the Old Testament, the Levites, the Haitians, Moses was a Haitian. He was the tribe of Levi, Moses and Aaron. They were the priests. But after Christ came, he became king and priest. So the Jews are the king tribe of the Israelites and the priests, which would mean they would rule and teach because the Haitians fell off. And you can look at them today and tell that, you know, they're still dealing in voodoo and things. They were the priests that was supposed to keep Israel going straight. They fell off and all of Israel fell also. Read that scripture again, brother. <clears throat> Hebrews 7 and 14. For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah. Of which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood. So since Christ came, we uh, the, tri the tribe of Judah is the king tribe of the Israelites and the priest. To prove you that there is a responsibility that come with being, in the, being a Jew, being an Israelite. See, that means uh, through being a king, the tribe of Judah, being a priest, that means all other Israelites would come to look to you in order to lead them and teach them. There's 11 other tribes. You got, you know, the Brazilians, you got the Haitians, you got the Jamaicans, you got the North American Indians. You have the uh, Blaikwa Taino Puerto Ricans. You have the Aborigines of Australia, the Vietnamese, the, pre, uh, the Filipinos, the Filipinos, the Hawaiians. They would all look up to the Jews and look to be led. So when the Jews rise up, they all rise up. The Mexicans also. Right? These are all God's chosen people, but the king tribe, the priest tribe, is now the Jews. In order to be a Jew, you have to be from Judah. You ask a Jewish person, what, what tribe are you from? They'll tell you, oh, we don't deal in tribes. Well, how do you know that you're an Israelite then? <laughs> See, you're not a Jew unless you know all the tribes. See, we know all the tribes because it's not just about us. We can identify our 11 brothers also. Now, we're going to go to Jeremiah 16 and 19. We're almost done here, you all. This was a good lesson that we had to put together to break our people out of this slump that we're in. Jeremiah chapter 16, verse 19. <clears throat> Jeremiah 16, verse 19. O Lord, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction. The, gent the Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth and shall say. What shall they say? Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit. Right. So these same people who have called us Africans say we were nothing enslaved us. They will come and say, even the Jewish people, our fathers inherited lies. They taught us the wrong thing. They were taught the wrong thing. You are 
the people of the Most High. You are the Israelites. You are chosen. Read that scripture again, brother. <clears throat> Verse 19. O Lord, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction. The Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit. I actually heard years ago on the streets, I actually heard a Jewish man who was a taxicab driver. He actually came up and said that they knew that they weren't the Jews. Well, he said he, he, said he was lied to is what he said. He actually said he was lied to. He said, we actually did not know. He said, our people actually thought we were the Jews. See? Because this isn't the Jewish people's fault. This is Satan who actually jumped in and even controlled them and to make them think, you know, that they're the people. We're not the only people that was lied to. All people were lied to. And it's the only way to keep us down is to lie to all people. So they know that they can't break down this Bible like us. Only a Jew can break down this Bible like this because it's our history. I'm not going to be able to go into China and break down their history because I don't, it, you know, it's not my history. I don't understand it. See, once I realized that we were the people of this book, it made perfect sense to me. It made perfect sense to me. Those people would come to us and say, surely our fathers have inherited lies. You're not African. You're not African-American. You're not a Gentile. You're not a slave. You're the rulers of the new world. We're going to go to Revelations 3 and 9. We're going to, we got two more scriptures. We're going to close it out, you all. Revelations chapter 3, verse 9. <clears throat> Revelations 3 and 9 Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan Which say they are Jews and are not But do lie Read that again <clears throat> Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan Which say they are Jews and are not But do lie Behold, I will make them to come And worship before thy feet And to know that I have loved thee Alright, so the Jewish people Who are liars It says they're not the Jews But do lie Notice that the Jewish people always lie. Always. Every time you hear them, they're degrading Christ. They're lying on the Bible. See? This is what they would do. The Most High said he would have them same people come to us and say, listen, we inherited lies. We knew that we wasn't the people. The true Jews are the ones that's jumping out the gym. <laughs> Those are the ones that's running off the field with smoke behind them. Those ones who are so eloquently putting raps and songs together. Those are the Jews. The ones that, that have the dress code that you want. The ones who, know, who make everything cool. See, the true Jews would have a calmness to them. They would have a coolness to them. They would have some swag, as the young people said. See, we always knew, and all nations knew, something about these black people is cool. They're the coolest nation there is. We always knew that. But we did not know why. The rest of the world is waking up now. Read that scripture again, brother. Revelations 3 verse 9. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say that they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them come and worship before thy feet, and to know that th I have loved thee. Now, are they going to come worship at our feet? No, they're going to worship at Christ's feet. He's the, he's the ultimate Jew. But they will come to us and tell us they know that they're not the people. Because the one thing about Edomite, especially white people, a lot of them... The majority of them, they just want understanding. They love knowledge. They're always the philosophers. The Greeks and Romans would love philosophy. So if you can give them some understanding to, you know, put in, uh, fill in the missing pieces, it would help them immensely. I have Edomite friends that I care and love about, you know, that I care for and love. And I tell them, you know, brother, I understand that most Edomites feel guilty about what happened, but you shouldn't. 
because it wasn't your fault, brother. It was our fault. We broke the law. We are the reason we went into captivity. We are the reason. We're going to go to Jeremiah 2 and 16. We got one more scripture. We're going to close it out here. Jeremiah 2 and 16. We're going to go here because with a lot of Israelites, especially black women, Christians, you know, they they only want us to be. uh, They only want us to to see ourselves in a um, they only want us to see ourselves in a um, in a servant position. They don't want to see us, um, you know, ruling. And we're going to go to that scripture. One second. It's actually, excuse me, uh, I misspoke. It's Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 14. And this is for all of those Israelites who don't want to accept that we are the people. Jeremiah 2, verse 14. Is Israel a servant? Is he a home-born slave? Why is he spoiled? Is Israel a servant? Is he a home-born slave? Yes, he is, because, you know, we can only envision ourselves serving. We can't see anybody else serving us. See, they have programmed us to think we should serve all people. Read that again, brother. Jeremiah 2 and 14. Is Israel a servant? Is he a homeborn slave? Why is he spoiled? Spoiled means you're no good to the Most High. See, they have trained us up to think that we're servants. And a lot of our people would defend it to the death. Well, he loved everybody. He chose everybody. See, this scripture is for you. Are you a servant? Are you a homegrown, home-born slave? You are. You are. Because you won't accept nobody else to have to serve for a time. Only us. We should be the only people who never get rest. That's not fair. Read that again, brother. Jeremiah 2 and 14. Is Israel a servant? Is he a home-born slave? Why is he spoiled? Right. So that's for you black Christians who don't want to accept this truth because it seems as if it's something that's off-putting about being an Israelite. When I come to people, it's like they they reject it and they reject it harshly. It's like what you know, what about being an Israelite turns you off? And that's because you've been controlled by the Christian church and by Satan who have infiltrated the Christian Catholic Church and made you believe all people are the same. We're going to go to our last scripture here. We're going into Acts 15 and 7 to show you the responsibility and why we have to go to these people and tell them who they are. Acts 15 and 7. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the words of the gospel and believe. Read that last part again. God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. All right. So the most high, the most high would, he would choose Israel. He would choose Israel to teach the Gentiles the gospel. He would teach the Gentiles the gospel. So it would be imperative that the Jews or the Israelites have a clear understanding of who they are. We're going to have Brother Corey read that scripture one more time. Acts 15, verse 7. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago God made a choice among us 
that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So the responsibility of the Israelites is to be a light to the Gentiles. We are supposed to go to the Gentiles and teach them so they can receive salvation. Because if we don't go to them, nobody will. Have you ever noticed that when the Jehovah Witnesses come up and the Mormons, they're only in your neighborhood? <laughs> Did you notice that Caucasians and Asians don't even open the door for them? Because they know that we're the people. They're trying to get us under their control. See? So it's huge responsibility. It's imperative that the Israelites know who they are so they can teach the most high, so they can teach the world about the most high and how to get close to God. See? So we have to take back our rightful position. There's too many Gentiles teaching the Bible. I, I drive past churches every day. I even saw Asian teaching the Bible. I'm like, wow. I'm not saying you can't do what you want to do, but listen, our people should be in charge of the book. Our people aren't looking to be pastors. Our people are looking to be rappers, ball players, actors. It's our job to get the world together. And we're going to end it off there. We're going to say um, all praises be to the most high. We want to say shalom to all the Jews and Gentiles out there alike. And we want to hope we want to pray that um, the most high give you understanding and, you know, follow this lesson along. You know, regardless of how you feel about us, just go through the precepts, go through the scriptures and see if you can disprove what we're bringing here today. And if you can't, then it's time to do some soul searching because something have to change. Shalom. Shalom.